Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. Exodus presents a clear picture of God's salvation, a picture that's not found in any other book of the Bible, including the great epistles of the New Testament. For the fulfillment of his purpose, God does not want his redeemed people to be anything or do anything. He wants to be everything to us and to do everything for us, which makes us nobodies. Are you willing to be a nobody in God's purpose? Stay with us for today's remarkable life study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Francis Ball is with us to help bring us into this very fresh view of Exodus that we're getting from these classic life study messages. Welcome back to the program, Francis. Thank you very much, Chris, and uh, it's really an enjoyment to get into these messages in Exodus. Well, this uh, book has been described as a picture book, and I think that it really is a picture book displaying graphically so many items in God's economy uh, to us, even as New Testament believers. Francis, there's a verse that I want to point out to you and ask you to comment as a kind of an introduction. Uh, We have the children of Israel now who have been brought out from their captivity and have seen so many miracles done, but now we're at a point in time when their diet is threatened, and here's how they respond in chapter 16, verse 3. And the children of Israel said to them, If only we had died by the hand of Jehovah in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole congregation with hunger. Francis, let me just get your comments. My, as a picture, you mentioned that Exodus is a picture book, and certainly this part of the picture is quite gloomy. To see the people of Israel who had been brought out of such slavery for over such a long period of time, now to be in a place where God had brought them and to complain because they didn't have all the things that they thought they were enjoying back in Egypt. Now, what's the big idea? Getting us out here in this kind of position and leaving us this way, we'd been better off just if the Lord had taken us away while we were still in the world. Well, that's a pitiful uh, situation that they were in, and they really needed some lessons. And I believe today's message is going to bring out what the Lord is doing to them in this kind of situation. Well, Francis, it does describe a a pitiful condition, but there was a twinge in me, and I think probably in most of us as we hear this, because we all realize there have been times when we have very much been this people, speaking these words to the Lord. Right. Well, we're going to see a message today that Witness Lee said unveils the most crucial matter in the book of Exodus. That's what's before us. Let's join him now for the first section. This book of Exodus has never been opened up to us as it is now. We have never seen some crucial point in chapter 16 as we see now. No point in this whole book is so crucial as the one 
which is revealed in chapter 16. That is, God's intention is to altogether change our, what? Our diet. This means God's intention is to change altogether our constitution. God's intention is to reconstitute his redeemed people by changing their diet. This book presents us a clear picture of God's salvation. In God's salvation, God just wants to work himself into you, to be your everything. For what purpose? For the purpose that we could be built up to be his dwelling place on this earth. This is why at the end of this book, what comes out is a dwelling place for God's glory to enter and to dwell there. Because of this, God doesn't want his redeemed people to do anything. He is everything to you and he will do everything for you that you may be his dwelling place. But we surely like to be something. Not only so, we like to do everything. Don't you like to do everything? Look at this picture. In this picture, in Exodus, what the children of Israel did? They did nothing. Whenever they did something, they offended the Lord. In this picture, you could see the Lord wanted them to be nothing, just to be people in his hand, that he could work himself into all of them. As you have seen this picture, this will be a base for you to know this whole book. Before chapter 16, you couldn't see this clearly. It is not a matter of doing. It is a matter of how to have yourself constituted. Until chapter 16, even you have received and enjoyed so much, but you have not come to chapter 16's point to change your diet. It means to rearrange you, to reconstitute you. You got redeemed. You got delivered, but you are still you. You are very Egyptian. Very, very Egyptian. Your cells within you, your fibers in you, your whole being, your whole constitution, very Egyptian. No difference between your constitution and the constitution of the Egyptians. God can never use this kind of material for his heavenly dwelling place. Francis, as I mentioned before, Witness Lee began this message by saying that chapter 16 reveals the most crucial point in all of Exodus. This is a chapter that has no mighty deeds, no great victories, but has all together to do with the diet of God's people. How could this, Francis, be the crucial revelation of Exodus? I believe we have to see what God's goal is. When he redeemed them and he brought them 
through uh, the offering of the blood of the Lamb and brought them safely out of Egypt, across the Red Sea, and brought them into the wilderness. They were in the wilderness, but actually Egypt was still in them. It's so crucial that we see that the diet makes the person. Or as the dietitians say, we are what we eat. So it's very clear that this matter of diet had to be uh, revealed to the people of Israel so that they would uh, be willing to change their whole being by what they eat. He's very wisely bringing them into a change of diet. And I think we'll see that that has a real purpose toward God's goal. So I think the main thing is here, we see God has a goal. And the thing that makes uh, chapter 16 so crucial is because it's not enough just to bring the people out of Egypt. They've got to get Egypt out of the people. And so to accomplish that, the picture that we're given is this matter of the kind or the type of food that we have eaten. And of course, the children of Israel had spent hundreds of years now in the land of Egypt. They had become very accustomed to that diet. And we're going to see in the coming sections that this is very relevant to our own experience today where we live. Right. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Now God was ready in the wilderness to change the constitution of his people's being. So God was not so quick to supply them with their food. In chapter 16, you could see they brought a lot of eating stuff. Uh-huh. God used 31 days to exhaust their Egyptian food. <laughs> many, many times, this is the principle for God dealing with us. He knew that he should do something for us, yet he wouldn't do it. Why? Because if he did it, and his doing will, what? Will frustrate our being exposed. So he would not do it. He would not do it. He was quiet. He was behind the scene, uh, leaving the children of Israel uh, to be exposed. When they got the last meal of Egyptian food, they had nothing left for the next meal. Then they were bothered. Oh, they were bothered to such extent they just forgot all the miracles. So they complained to Moses, they murmured to Aaron. It is always when we are undernourished, we got exposed. So God was wise. God didn't give them anything until they got exposed. Not only their constitution was Egyptian, even their appetite, their hunger, their desire was altogether Egyptian. So God came in, okay? You people want to eat meat, okay? I supply you with meat in the night, quails to satisfy your lust. God's sending of quills indicates that God satisfied their, what? Their Egyptian appetite. But God's sending manna was to reconstitute them. 
In God's sin of the quills, there's no regulation. The lust of the flesh is wild. The Egyptian diet is wild. So the quills were sent in a wild way. No regulation. Have you noticed? The sending of manna was full of regulations. You have to rise up in the early morning. You have to go out before the sun rises up. Regulation after regulation. God said, you only take care of your eating. Don't be greedy. Only eat one omer. Don't leave anything for next morning. Don't think these are mere regulations. No. These are indications. If you are going to eat manna, you will be like God. The more manna you eat, the more you will be identified to God. You will be identical to God. Your behavior, your action, your doing, your everything will be exactly the same as God regulated. You become a people behaving, walking, living, acting on this earth exactly as God is. Francis, the Egyptian diet that the children of Israel had become accustomed to after these 400 years in Egypt, we heard was a diet of wild food. It was a wild diet, free of regulation. But the eating of manna came with a lot of conditions and regulations. What does it mean that to eat in this kind of way will make the people like God? Well, there's only one food that will make us like God, and that is heavenly food. And that heavenly food is illustrated or typified by manna coming down out of heaven to feed the children of Israel. And uh, the way they were used to eating was uh, just wild. And this came out very clear in the message that he... They, the food that they were given uh, was not taken away from them all at once. They still had uh, an Egyptian diet that they brought with them, and when that ran out and they complained, as you pointed out earlier, uh, about their situation, God very graciously, wisely, sovereignly gave them bread from heaven called manna. And in the New Testament, the Lord Jesus says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. So the Lord Jesus Christ is that bread. And to become like God, we have to have God as our diet. And God has come to us in Jesus Christ as food to be enjoyed by us. And if we will eat that diet, we will be reconstituted. Our being will be changed. And we will be uh, persons that are for God's purpose. You know, I think, uh, Chris, we have to help all of us to realize that getting saved, as we usually term it, is not a matter of just being forgiven, uh, being redeemed, and being delivered, but it means that we have to be fully reconstituted in our being to be what God wants. If we don't have, have this kind of reconstitution, we will still be Egyptian in our diet, and our food is really Christ alone. This is what will bring us into God's full purpose and into God's goal, what he wants to accomplish. So I think we have to realize that getting saved doesn't mean we're carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease, but it means we have to go through a whole process of getting reconstituted by changing our diet. Even uh, Jeremiah saw this. He said, 
Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Now, if we're going to eat something that will change us to be called by another name, that must mean we're going through a transformation that changes our being from being, as is typified here, Egyptians, to being heavenly. Francis, of course, manna uh, solved the initial problem that they complained about, the great hunger, because their food, their foods and resources that they had brought with them now, as you mentioned, were exhausted. And initially, they were quite happy that God had now provided something. But again, soon, complaints rise up, and they, they cry for something different. Uh, how do you uh, relate that to our experience? Well, <laughs> when we get delivered, we feel quite happy, and we've still got our old way of living hanging on to us. Are still our appetites are very much the same. Even if you have a dynamic salvation experience and you have a sudden feeling of change and you love the Lord, you love to be with the Christians, and you love the Bible, yet inwardly there's still an appetite for all the worldly things, the things that we had when we, before we got saved. You still have the appetite to be involved in all the kind of uh, things you fed on as an unbeliever. They still are with you. Inwardly, you're still not changed that much. So God works in a way to bring us to a, a condition of being reconstituted with himself as life. And this, of course, is by the Word of God, by the Spirit, by enjoying the Lord, by really living in Christ, for Christ, and partaking of him as our life necessity. Well, Francis, that's really uh, going to be the focus of this final section today. We're going to look very much at how we get our diet recalibrated. Let's go again to Witness Lee. Chapter 16, crucial point is that God now is ready to reconstitute his redeemed people. What God is doing here with us is to change our diet with the intention just to reconstitute us, to rid off every bit of the Egyptian composition. Every medical student can tell us, after you began to eat certain diet for certain days, all your old cells, papers, and so forth will be changed and replaced. You may ask, what are the Egyptian diet today? Whatever you desire to be satisfied with, that is the Egyptian diet. Here in America, some people, they couldn't live without TV. TV is a big item of today's Egyptian diet. Sports is another diet. Big diet. Then entertainment. Then music. Then not only so, magazines, newspapers. Some people, they could live not by eating for three days, but they cannot live without reading newspapers. There is a big appetite there. Some even live on window shopping. The fashions. I just give you these few illustrations. America today is the leading 
country in Egyptian diet, whatever you desire to have, whatever you are hungry after, whatever your appetite is on, that is a diet. And your being has been constituted by that diet. God's marvelous doing with the children of Israel was that God didn't give them anything but man. No wonder in chapter 11, the children of Israel said, Now we have nothing but this man before our eyes. Only man. That means only Christ. 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 Only Christ. But thank the Lord, our hunger is just after Christ. And we do have a thirst after Christ. We have a good appetite. That is always after Christ. Our appetite is to contact Him. Our appetite is to read some of the messages. Our appetite is to get into the Word. Our appetite is to call on His name. We get nourished. Every time when time allows, you would say, Lord Jesus. Lord, I like to breathe you. I like to drink of you. I like to eat of you. Even I like to feast on you. All the day, your hunger, your thirst, your desire, your appetite is all together just after this heavenly man. Well, Francis, I think a lot of our listeners may have been surprised to hear that the number one kind of food in America is not Chinese food or Mexican food, not Italian food, but it's Egyptian food. As God's people, we desperately need a change of appetite, Francis. How do we get our appetite, our diet, recalibrated? Very simply put, by eating Jesus. Jesus himself said, He who eats me, he shall live because of me. If we learn to eat Jesus in everything and realize that all the things that kept us in our worldly life before we got saved, they occupied us, we were full of it, we'd been uh, in it all of our life, and we'd enjoyed so many things with sports, with television, with our profession. All of these things were without much thought of God, not much realization of Christ as our life. If we just stay with that kind of diet, we're going to end up dying in the wilderness, if you know what I mean. Then we need to be eating Jesus. If you want to insist on taking in all the things, and the thing more important to you than, uh, than the Bible is the newspaper, is all the TV entertainment. All of this kind of thing occupies and feeds people. This is what they eat day and night. Their work, everything goes on just as though they were not God's people, then that certainly will leave you with an Egyptian constitution. But if you eat Jesus, how do you eat Jesus? Well, by eating the Word, by taking the Word as your life supply, by taking the Lord Jesus, exercising your spirit to call on His name, and even praying as you read the Bible, Lord, I want to see you in this book. I want to see you gaining your ground in me. 
I know that God wants to be everything to me, and He wants to do everything for me. So if I try to just live my own life and then tack on Sunday morning service or some kind of a devotional thing as a side issue, I will never be reconstituted. We need a reconstitution, and that means our diet must be Christ as our life. This is a real change in my uh, Egyptian constitution to have a heavenly constitution. This way we become what God wants, and He wants a body to express Him. And we are members of that body as those who have been saved, regenerated, uh, delivered out of the world, and brought into a place where we can take a heavenly diet, which is Christ Himself, as our reconstituting element. He becomes our element. He becomes us, and we become Him. Well, I have to testify that one of the elements, certainly the matter of God's Word, is the preeminent one in terms of our diet and what we need to be reconstituted. Today for Francis Ball, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs consist of excerpts from Witness Lee's spoken ministry, along with our discussion and comments, and all focusing on God's heart's desire that we would enjoy Christ as the divine life for man. There are more than 1,700 programs like this one available online free of charge that you can download, stream live, or add to your podcast subscription. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. That's lsmradio.com. You can also reach us by email, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.